The future, Zach, is opening. Will you enter? Enter Shut the future. Shut up, Scott. <laughs> there are a lot of um, YouTube videos that have the air horn. So they'll, like, they'll show, I don't know if you've seen them, but they'll, they'll be compilation videos and they'll show uh, people doing stuff. Like, uh, like they'll show someone up and then they'll just do the air horn. Like, pretty funny. Yeah, they'll like hit it, hit it a couple times in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So right after someone lays the smack down. Like, yeah, just like that. <laughs> Started up. Oh, this will give me some time to eat the candy. Yeah. <laughs> More bites. Love you, Scott. When did the gong come in? Was Scott blasting off with Jesus? <laughs> Man, <laughs> that was amazing. Where did that come from? I just pressed the button. Was that thunder or was that a an explosion? It's a bomb. It's I'm going to call it a rocket. Yeah, a rocket ship. So, We're, boys, what have you been up to? I haven't seen you guys in forever. Not podcasting, like that's for sure. Oh, yes, we have been a wall from podcasting. Is that what you call a season of life? We're in a season. I mean, the missing. The missing of three weeks of podcasting. Well, you were preparing for marriage retreat material. You're also on the the man's leadership team. And so... That's true. You were occupied. I have been busy and I kind of go into lockdown mode. That's a good thing and a, and a not so good thing. Scott's been dodging security. Trying to find different parking lots to sleep in. Scott, tell us. It's a little as stressful I, sometimes. As I was leaving, um, the, my wife says, I haven't seen Scott in forever. I'm like, yeah, he's, it's because he's parked in a parking lot somewhere. Right <laughs> Santa Margarita. <laughs> oh, man. Any close so, calls? No, no, not yet. But uh, yeah, it's official. I mean, I'm out of my house and... Into your car. Into my car. Get out of my house. I mean, have you done any? In Scott's car. Have you guys done? Have you have you done any renovations to the inside of your uh, humble truck abode? I did. I had a buddy build a uh, a bed for the back for the a bed for the bed. Are you serious? Uh, I haven't been able to use it yet because uh, you mean all the way in the back, not in right. like the cab. yeah. Okay, yeah, but it's just difficult to climb into the cab or climb into the to the uh camper shell 
when you're parked you do have a in show. public. No, I yeah. gotcha. Because uh, that would be weird. <laughs> what is this guy doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still in the cab. Especially when you wake up in the morning, yeah. try to time it. There's <laughs> yeah. nobody around. Quick, get out. Yeah. Uh, that would give me some anxiety. Man. And I, I get up at like 530. Sometimes there are people walking at that time. Like, what are you guys doing? Go are to you, sleep. Wait a second. Are you to the point in that neighborhood, wherever you're parked, just like, hey, Chuck, you got my coffee? <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are like scratching at the... <laughs> Scott, wake up. <laughs> that would be fantastic if you integrated, if a, if a nice neighborhood would in, integrate the truck guy. <laughs> yeah. He's not so bad. No, I, um, I pick a uh, non-residential street. So, yeah, because that'd be weird. Although there is one part. Right. Right. If I park in a specific spot... I could look up into the house and see the TV. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is something. Do you just wear... And, and it's just... I mean... Do you wear binoculars? Right do you just wear binoculars? I, like wear, just, I wear them like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> just hook them, on your, hook them on your head and watch a little no, TV. That would be weird. From afar. Didn't you buy a drone, too? <laughs> You're just all up in their house. <laughs> Honey, what's that noise? Yeah. I don't know. They have balancers. I mean, you just let it sit and rest. You know. You All right, watching a little football here. Program it. Yeah. Yeah, just watching football. But other than that, it's it's been okay. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? It's been a month. So I I closed. Yeah, I closed on what September twenty eighth or something. I mean, this is amazing. Um. Now. Now, I mean, of course, it's not amazing, but it's. In those in the in the in that time though, I've been camping four times, and I've been to Vegas. And I went to Vegas seven times. Seven times. So, uh, out of you know, out of this whole time, probably ten days of that at least has been not par- parking in residential streets. It's been camping or sleeping in a hotel. And what's your plan for the future? Vegas. What's your uh, short term, short to medium term goal? Yeah, what's the next stage in Scott's? Do you have a plan? Yeah, well, so short to medium term, I would put at six months. Um, so that's just try to save up money, even though I, I, I've, I've kind of spent some money, but uh, uh, yeah, I want to save up some money, um, be ready for the economic downturn. Oh, we're getting a Tesla now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they said the shorts have been, if there have been a lot of people that have made a ton of money on shorting a Tesla over the past uh, 10 days, something like that. But anyway, uh, but yeah, save up some money. And um, so you're planning on an economic downturn that you know is coming. How? I don't know. Is Well, it is coming. I don't necessarily know when. Or to what degree. Or to what degree. Right. It could be, it could be a correction, a slight dip. It could be a crash, um, but it's going to happen eventually. Obviously. So, do you have is your pillowcase is your pillowcase packed with all of the cash that you? Oh yeah, may, yeah. You can't you keep not, it in banks, the, right? Exactly, because they're gonna they're gonna have bail. They're gonna have what's what are called bail ins. So you'll be the last man standing in your truck. With I will the only cash anybody has. I hope I'm the last man 
in standing in my truck, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Zach, you tee him up, he never misses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so market crash, you know, you're prepared to hit the trail. <clears throat> yeah, so the trail, I, I don't know. I, I, I might have to put that off a year because my job, keep, they keep wanting to pay me. Uh, God, I don't know why. I mean, neither. This, so, so, this is so disappointing, it, Scott. <laughs> I know. It, it'd, be, it'd be very difficult to um, quit. There was a lot of TCP, PVC, PCT, yeah, the PCP trail. Yeah, yes. There was a lot of talk. There's a lot of buildup. There's a lot of trail foreplay. And now you're, you're putting it off further. Now, now you've got cash in your pillowcase and you're talking about market corrections. You sound like a man with money who doesn't want to take any risks. Um, well, I'm risking that. Hey, do we have that bomb sound that we can make? Yeah. <laughs> I do see it. You hit it with your toe. <laughs> That's probably not sanitary. <laughs> Uh, Kids, I, stop playing with the iPad. I'm actually taking a risk by not putting the money in the market now. I'm risking that it could still go up, and uh, I'll miss out on the gains from now, you know, beginning of November 2017, all the gains the market's going to have from now until mm-hmm. I finally decide to go in. Yeah, that's what I'm risking, I guess. Yeah. Jeff has experience. Um with alternative forms of income making. So you could always, you know, consult him. I remember I used to sell pot in high school. <laughs> that was you, right, Jeff? I, what is happening here? I remember I used to sell pot in high school. <laughs> Am I supposed to own this? I own it. <laughs> no, but it's been good so far. And I, I mean, the plan's not, not a hundred percent probably thought out. Um, they're variables, uh, but I want to be flexible for a number of reasons. One of those being sexual, possible economic collapse. Yeah. End of the world stuff. And well, not the end of the world stuff, but also life changing 2007 stuff. Worse, possibly. Oh, worse. Could be worse. <laughs> It could re- people resort to looting? Possibly. There's civil unrest. Yes. We're already kind of close to that, it feels like, yes. in certain areas. There's tension. There's tension, civil unrest, um, poor medical care, undernourished, infection, zombie apocalypse, Scott Holbert with his guns in his truck, and the lady he stole from BJ's Pizza, Chicago Pizzeria. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's her name, Scott? Uh, I, I, call, I call her pepperoni. Okay. <laughs> yeah, or sometimes spicy Hawaiian. Okay. Well, you'll have plenty of stuff to protect her with. I mean, never mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> just back. I cannot believe we're going down this road still. No, I don't. I it's so, okay. I think it's life. Scott, life you're staying changing. in your truck. You're. Yeah. you're going to be working where you're working they're still paying you so to so to summarize you're not going ballistic which would have been exciting would have been an awesome adventure <laughs> on the pct and we don't get a podcast from 
live on a mountaintop, which is really stinks. That's Yet. disappointing. We're going to have, no, he's never going. Never. It could ha- I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's nope, not going to happen. Nope. I'm just saying I'm, I'm open to the possibility of. Uh, you're open to the of, possibility of anything. Of keeping my job and working another year. Yeah. Okay. My current job. Okay. So, so what happened? What has happened? Was some, did you not have enough adventure in your life and you just kind of wanted to create something? Have I had enough adventure in my life? I don't think so. No, that's what I mean. It seemed like you were going through like a a mid midlife crisis. I mean, not a pre midlife, pre mid yeah. pre midlife. Yeah, preparing for my midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so this is like a setup. Like, okay, so that would ha- that's how I would enter it. I would just kind of act like things are not well. I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to sell I everything. have to manufacture I, tragedy. Well, who do you have to worry about? <laughs> who do you have to worry about? If you were living in your truck and you had a family of three or four or five or six. They, they could fit. <laughs> You'd be yelling at the kids, be quiet. Chuck's out there walking his dog at 530 in the morning. <laughs> they can't know we're here. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean... It started to get a little boring, yeah. You just wake up, go to work, go home, watch YouTube, go to sleep. I wanted to do something different. I like when he talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> he always takes on the different. He's, uh, been, he's been by himself way too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how much YouTube, how much Southern YouTube have you been watching? A lot of hunting shows. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, Russell, you see up right there. I'm going. I'm going to take that deer right there. Okay? I started. I started whispering too, because they're always whispering. He's going to come over the. He's going to come over the uh, the ridge there. So when he comes over, I'm going to just wait until he, what he the heck? stops. Yeah. Until later. Um. So then I started whispering because I kept hearing them whisper in the uh, YouTube videos when they're hunting. So that's why we get these when we were boxing each other. It starts with, oh, hey guys, oh, I'm just in my truck right now. Hey guys, oh. yeah, okay, <laughs> well, I'll see you later. <laughs> and that was just him stretching his right leg. Waking <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, but I, ah, I just no. That's why like, I do something different. Nope. I, I thought I think I was taking stuff for granted. Granted, granted. Okay, for granted. Well, we had a listener that had a to, uh, yeah. had a family, a sister, or somebody he knew, yeah. a new sister that might be interested in a single guy that's into theology like you, Scott. However, however, you smoke. Yeah, that's you making any inroads to that? I am. I are you uh, protecting your temple more? I um, first of all, I what? I appreciate his body's a temple. Oh, <laughs> you know the John Mayer song, "His Body's a Temple Land." <laughs> I like that. I like John Mayer. But continue. Disgusting. Off topic. Uh, I appreciate him, uh, if I could say protecting or... You could. Yeah, protecting his sister. I think that's good. You did. And he should. He did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should. You should. You so, should say that. Yeah. He should He should say that. And I appreciate that. Um, okay, so life is pretty good but, for you right uh, now. That's good. I haven't had any today. Good. I didn't have any yesterday. Good for you. So. No shaking? 
Are you eating that gum? No, that's why I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I'm trying. Um, oh, speaking of that. Speaking of trying. I'm going to give a teaser on the feedback and read one right now regarding drinking. As we are drinking Sierra Nevada Celebration of Fresh Hop IPA. Happy IPA. Double exclamation. (laughs) (laughs) So we got a tweet from a guy. I'm not even sure I want to mention his name. I can't tell if he's trolling us or not. Don't say it. Abro's Bible's Beer. Question. Paul says, do not eat any food or drink and drink that will cause your brother to fall. Why do you drink? Before I can even like look at that one, a couple minutes later, he tweets us again. Bros Bible's beer has no room for the alcoholic, and they call themselves inclusive. (laughs) And so I look at this guy's profile, and his summary is recovery, political enthusiast, truth seeker, business owner, Colorado native, hashtag MAGA. Uh Uh-oh. Libertarian, conservative, freedom is worth dying for. But anyways, first of all, we've never called ourselves inclusive, have we? I don't believe we've actually ever uttered that um, word well, regarding ourselves. I gosh darn it, Scott! What yeah, what you do? What'd you do uh, in I the think past? there there might be strong implications from your end, Zach. On uh, no, but as a podcast, um, as a podcast, oh, there's no probably. official mission statement of Bros Bibles and Beer as an inclusive podcast. Uh, probably not. Mainly know. because of you. Oh yeah, kick them out. Yeah. So I would consider myself inclusive, but I mean, there's a lot of ways to define that, but just generally speaking, anyways, regardless, this guy, it, it just, I look, I went down his Twitter timeline a little bit and he's got a lot of retweets with snarky comments. He's a troller. I feel like it's mild trolling. And if it's not, you know, who you are, you can hit us up again with some serious stuff. For but the- I guess real quick, why do you drink? We're putting a podcast out there. Are we making brothers stumble or sisters? Hey, well, real, that, real quick, what is MAGA again? Mothers. Coming from the Trump voter? Advancing. Yes. Mothers advancing great grandmothers. Great grandmothers. Attributes. Attributes. Oh. <clears throat> okay. Continue. So. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Scott, it, well, what's that face you're making? If you could describe that. I wish I. I wish I would have not even started because I totally ruined that. Dang it. Or did I? No, it was me. I gave you a bad start. Um, Move it along. So I made it worse? Okay. (laughs) Mother's advancing great-grandmother's attributes. Jeff. (laughs) That's so dumb. You know... It's worse than dumb. Dirty looks don't come through on a podcast. All right. So is... I think it needs to be taken seriously because that is a admonition from Paul that, you know, not to make a brother stumble. I, I don't think that we've had anyone comment. Um, I don't think that we've had anyone comment really on, uh, on us drinking, causing them to stumble. Right. Um, Except for this guy, he's allegedly in recovery with, Mothers against grandmothers. Attributes. Um, so it maybe this is the first one. Maybe he's maybe he's being serious. I don't yep. know. 
but uh, it's definitely it's definitely something to be to be considered. Um, now, why do I drink? I don't know. Feels good. <laughs> Tastes good. I enjoy it. Sometimes, Tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. Does feel good. I got snapped at. Yeah. <laughs> it is an interesting question. If you're gonna take, if you're gonna take it seriously in a way that it's kind of a hard line, literal approach absent context then i i can't really argue with a position that says we shouldn't be putting a podcast out there i don't take it that seriously wait take i'm sorry take what that seriously i don't believe that us putting a podcast out there that involves drinking by the way you can be we're inclusive anybody can listen so in that sense please <laughs> listen alcoholics addicts Listen. We will not stop you from listening. We might, in fact, help you stay on <laughs> off that train. On the train? Wait, which one's the good one? Uh, the wagon. Oh, the wagon. Wagon's so if you're the on bad the wagon, one. Wait, wagon? Shoot. If you're on the wagon, Jeff, does it mean you're drinking or not drinking? That's like No, okay, you're on the sober I wagon. fell off the wagon. You fell off the wagon. Thank you. Yeah. So stay on that wagon. Listen to us. We might help you stay on that wagon because these guys are idiots. Or at least one of them is. We're the reason not to drink. You do the math. Yeah. But uh, so when he says Bros Bible's beer or at Bros Bible's beer has no room for the alcoholic. So is he is is he saying that because we are drinking, then the alcoholic is not the the re, the alcoholic that's trying to recover or stay sober can't listen because. Oh. Hearing us drinking would cause them to drink. Is oh, that is that what that means? This is this is trolling. I'm thinking like the world is uh, not appropriate for a man because he's struggling with lust, so he can't even step outside. Can't even go into a store. He can't do anything. This is Colorado kid. I mean, it's come on. Oh, you said it. Should I believe it later? No. no. Okay, edit it out later. Okay. Now we got to give him credit for his whatever he's doing. You know what, though? I think he'd probably be satisfied. It sounds like it to me if it was bros, Bibles, beer, also alcoholics, people that struggle with porn and <laughs> wine addiction, and occasionally narcotics. Does that cover everyone? No. No. Atheists? Not even close. How do we work atheists in there? Atheist, agnostic. Um, I, think it, I think it might be in the name. So we're, we're excluding women. I'm struggling. Oh, definitely. Sorry. I'm struggling with sarcasm. We're ex- we're excluding, as we should, everything that's not beer as a beverage, right? And we're definitely excluding the Quran, 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 the Quran, Co- uh, the Quran. I read in the Quran. It's the what, what about the perfectionist? The Quran. Yeah, I. Yeah. I think we just need to retool this title. So listeners, give us suggestions. If we can have an inclusive title that encompasses everybody, let's satisfy Colorado. Mr. Kid. Without the occasional pot smoker would satisfy Colorado. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Next. Well, apparently not. Guys, it's been a really slow news period. There hasn't been much in the news. Uh, Wait a second. Okay, sorry. Jeff, go ahead, Patriot. What are we going to talk about? So I don't listen to any of the news, and I call my father. It's been a while. We talked for about a half an hour, and at some point, actually, I really want to just let him go because my wife was calling me. I'm like, 
I gotta go. He's like, have well, there was one thing. Uh, uh, have you have you heard about the the teacher that got taken, uh, like kidnapped? I'm like, what? And oh, yeah. somebody was shot, and there was, was somebody else local. shot, and then somebody else was shot, like in totally different thing, like in a church. And I'm like, he's just naming different events. Yes, within the last week or two, and I'm like, Dad, this is exactly why I don't have cable, and don't watch it or listen to it anywhere else because it's been going on forever. And he's like, well, the the world is, um, the world's been like that for a long, long time. Hey, Caesar. I heard the world is a vampire. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the stuff that's going on, like my dad, he feels like we're in the middle of the end. Most people, God, most people feel that way. Facebook is just a, it's a Twitter mixed bag of poo. Just a lot of poo. Yeah. I censored I myself agree. since we're not, we haven't podcasted in a while. I want to ease back in before I start saying shit. Fuck Why in that order? <laughs> Scott. Okay, I'm going to request that you edit that out. <laughs> Shut up, Scott. <laughs> George Carlin, back from the dead. The eight, eight words you can't say in America? Seven, six, four, three. I think he had additions after a while. Yeah, I think he had duplicates too. Well, with caveats to why they weren't duplicates. Anywho, Jeff... I'm 52. I'm a gym teacher. Thanks. I didn't ask. But Jeff, you just did the, you were just gone on a retreat. I don't want like. I did double retreat. You did men's retreat, which was just men, in case you're wondering, (laughs) audience. And some boys. Some were, I think, a couple under 18. I probably want to rephrase that. Can we just, we'll strike that. I'll, we'll work on that. Jeff, don't talk about the men's retreat. I don't want to hear it. Nobody else does. <laughs> you want to talk about making someone stumble. If people who worked really hard heard that, they're going to be like, what the heck is not see him at church, I'm going to cold cock the back of his head. Hey, if you went there, hey, we can talk. Let's talk about it some other time, not on the podcast. I hey, know. So your marriage retreat, which... Yes. Any... Light bulb moments for you, briefly. Oh. I understand this could go like we could I'm talk not, a long time. I'm not, yeah, this. I'm not gonna go. Was uh, there I mean, a moment where there was like a ding, ding? I really, it was an amazing time, and I really could not, I couldn't <clears throat> isolate one specific time, but I could just generally state to do this to kind of team up with my wife and run a a marriage retreat. Um, I mean, uh, we sat at dinner Saturday night and she was facing every, all the other couples that were eating dinner and we'd given them questions to like have conversations during the, the uh, meal as like a mini session. And she's just starts crying. She's like, I'm like, are you, are you okay? And she's, I just can't believe I'm looking at all these people. Like we, 
Like we're led to do this. And they're like, all these people are having conversations that haven't had dates in forever and haven't been on it. I mean, someone's like, we haven't been together for two years on a date. I'm like, my goodness, like the opportunity was created and it was pretty profound that I'm like, wow, we got taken down this path and got called to action and followed through. And it was fun to just be in that moment with my wife. Like, wow, we did this. That's awesome. And it was tears of, of joy really. So for cool. us, that was it. And then passionate lovemaking. Um, hmm. uh, no. So just uh, regular lovemaking. Then? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's been a busy weekend. I, <laughs> I enjoyed Every, my, my wife, stop. Did you stop. just say I enjoyed my wife? <laughs> I, I enjoyed the time with my wife. It was, it was, a, it was an amazing time. That's, that was a lot of fun. Dear listener, Jeff and his wife created. You guys conceived, pun intended. Yes. Besides your kids, you conceived this marriage retreat. Yes. And you put it together, and people came. Yes. And they arrived at the women's That was bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what, was, what was great is um, many, many, many months ago, I actually was somewhere where I, I, God was just speaking to me as some guy was talking at a, a different uh, men's event, and I'm like, that guy, bring that guy in. Him and his wife, and I did, and if he and his wife had not been there, it wouldn't have been the event that it was, because he's just a jack of all trades. I mean, he's a great speaker, and his, and him and his wife have come a long way, and, and he's a, a carpenter and all the above, and he just he puts so many things together, and him and his wife just, they were like the logistics and the, all the extras that needed to be filled and fixed. He did it. And him and his wife, they were invaluable. I, I'm like, everything that <clears throat> fell into place was like a God thing. Because literally weeks before, just a little a short story, we um, needed tables. We It was a small room. And we got to uh, two weeks before and we're like, do you guys have tables at your bed and breakfast? And like, no, we don't have any tables. We just had the small tables for, you know, when you sit down for breakfast and stuff. And I'm like, okay. So we got there and I had totally slipped my mind about the tables. I'm like, well, we'll just use the small tables. It's probably not going to function well. We show up and we're like, okay, we got to go rent tables. And I, uh, I'm standing there and this lady walks in and we start talking to her and she's like, so um, what do you need? Uh, and we're, and she kind of was a little choppy English. We're like, well, we got to go, we got to go rent tables. She rolls in like five tables that we were going to rent identical, like seat, eight people, just boom, boom, five tables, one after the other she sets them up. She's got, I got tablecloths too. Just a random lady or a lady that no, works that there? She, she was our, she was our chef. She was oh, our okay. she was our rolling in tables person. She was our making coffee person. She, I'm like, who She's is probably this? illegal? Who is this angel that just showed up? And it's was stuff like that. We're like, it was perfection. 
I mean, there was, there was nothing as I look back at the retreat and like everything just kept falling into place. And when it was over, I was so relaxed. I wasn't even exhausted. I'm like, everybody was the same exact, same exact way. My wife and um, the other couple would just felt so good. Like, let's go have a meal. Nice. That was that. Sweet. On the tables, I got rolled in. Let's go have a meal. <laughs> That's she, cool, man. Yeah. It's cool that you put Transform that marriages? I'm anybody like fairly get certain. Their, anybody get their faces, their proverbial marital faces blown off? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, I can say that without a doubt. What are their names? <laughs> yeah, whose marriages needed fixing? Do you have their email addresses? <laughs> it's not that you need fixing. It's just you keep growing. Yeah, you can be in a really bad spot, but it's it's really just taking taking a stand wherever you're at and did you moving wor- forward. Did you work off of a um, like a book or a, a course? I, I did a lo- kind of adapted. There it wasn't or? there wasn't something specific. I did a lot of research over the past year, um, uh, specifically. One of the books um, I listened to was Tim Keller's Meaning of Marriage. Uh, he gave a nine-week series um, about in 1991 at the Presbyterian Church and to a bunch of single people, and he didn't realize how much they were yearning for, like, what is, like, what is marriage? What's expected? And, and it, I just gravitated towards that, that book, and um, so I pulled a lot from from there. I mean, what a wise! I should man. probably read it. Do you have? I mean, you have the book, or I have it on. Um, oh, Kindle. Uh, my no, I was. I listened. I bet it's on YouTube it. in your truck. I could probably YouTube it. <laughs> you could probably YouTube it. <clears throat> it was a like, damn there, Tim Gallon. That was great. Or how yeah. we talk? I'm gonna. I lost it. I'm gonna Google that right now. I'm gonna Google. Mm-hmm. Well, he had mm-hmm. he had this quote. Um, just to share this quote, he he said, you know, if you're if your marriage, if everything out in the world um, is strong, like everything that you're attached to is strong, but your your marriage is not good, you move out into the world in weakness, and and if your if your marriage is is good, and everything else out in the world is weak, you move out into the world in strength, and. When I thought about that, I kind of thought about my own life. Like when my marriage was struggling, I went out into everything and just poisoned it. And today, my marriage is very strong with my wife, and I move out into stuff that used to be really difficult, and especially relationships, and I move out into the world in strength. Um, so it's, it's been a, a really good, really good trip for a year going down the... Uh, this marriage retreat road with my wife. Cool, man. Yeah. The way you're talking in, into the microphone, I'm being dead serious. You could tell me almost anything, tell me to do almost anything, and I would do it. I need you to go. I would follow you. I need you to go in the other room and tell your wife, I am the leader of this house. <laughs> I'm the leader of our family. You are the... No, you are the you. leader of my family. <laughs> Don't try and flip that on me. You said you'd do anything. So right now, I need you to go out there right now. Just say, oh, you want me to say it? I want you to say Lisa. No, 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 no. You say woman. <laughs> hey, don't get caveman. Hey, you woman. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait for this. Please open the door. Please open the door. 
Anywho, you said... Wait, in Jesus' name, please open the door. <laughs> she's, she's already got tasks. She's downstairs baking with the kids, so... She's, she's already got tasks. Is that, what, is that make you happy, Jeff? Are you no, satisfied now? That sounded no. a little demeaning. She probably gave herself those tasks. She needs tasks that you give her. Well, I can't talk about no. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I got a question about marriage. If well, Scott's here, so ask him. Scott, oh, yeah. If your marriage was fixed, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be that interesting. Fixed as in like set up. Like marriage, we mentioned marriage getting fixed, and you kind of oh, like no Jeff, problems. Jeff kind of poo pooed that and just said, "Well, working on," or I can't remember what you always said. Improving. That was like at least five minutes ago. You're always growing in him. Always You're always growing yeah. in him yeah. slash her, the mm. divine. Anyway, your question is, if that your marriage deep, is always fixed. That was a deep <laughs> inhale of heresy from Scott. Like, <laughs> that might be heresy. <laughs> I would say if you only refer to God as a man, that is a heresy. Anywho, moving on. No, but if it, if something is fixed, then if something is fixed, if a marriage is fixed, it's not in. It ceases being interesting. It's almost like people's pictures of heaven, where everything is totally perfect in like that idyllic sense of just eternal worship service. That becomes less interesting if you're not like doing life in different ways, and unless we're reprogrammed to only do that, but. What I mean is things get boring if there's no conflict in a movie, mm-hmm. in stories, in podcasts, which is why we fight with each other. It's a secret. We don't actually fight. We love each other so much. Yeah. Yeah. But. You got a point. Conflict. And I think there's a psychological term that somebody can Google and you can do your own math audience and figure this out. But there's a psychological term for when you create conflict. And it's almost like you don't you don't actually want the victory you're looking for. You want that conflict on the road to that victory, which can do marriages because you conflict arises that doesn't need to be there necessarily, depending on the personality. Everybody's different. But I definitely know people where it seems like Man, you're creating conflict. This is unnecessary conflict with your kids, with your wife. Why do you do this? And I think they're stuck in this like conflict loop of it's a vicious it helps cycle. them feel or something like that. Oh, you know gotcha. what I mean? It's not, it's not healthy, right? But you're right. You know, a few minutes ago you mentioned, um, you know, if if things were like perfect, who you were with, just they loved you the way you wanted to be loved, and they acted in the way you wanted them to act and everything they understood everything that you said and why you said it, there would never be any growth. Um, one of the, one of the people at our, the retreat meant showed a video. It was like three, four minute video and it was a pastor giving a message and it was so clear. Like there's a reason that we have this, uh, we have why Jesus came and died and that had to happen there is no growth um, if we're met with a companion that is perfect. We don't grow at all. We don't need God. And, and then it's just stagnant. And we're not living for any purpose or glorifying God in any way. 
which is why I, for some reason, gravitated to somebody who was completely opposite of me. How about you, Zach? And it was total, total hell for you. It was hell for me when I was listening to you talk about it. I mean, <laughs> hell all around. No, but I do want to say... are you creating conflict here? Um, I might be. And, but, yeah. Yes, and yes. Okay, I think you guys need to start calling me on my useless words. When I say things like, and yes, or end a sentence with, so, um, which is a cue for you guys to take over because I lost my words. You guys can call me on it. When does it do a little beep? Beep. When's the last time you had a conversation <laughs> with your wife or your wife said something that you're like, that's, that's coming at me at the wrong direction, the wrong tone. I disagree. And, but you're like, I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to give her grace. She's my wife. And, you know, what in me is wanting to fire back at her. When's the last time you had that? Mm, it's been a little while. But you've had it. Oh, yeah. And I'm very good at letting things go. But do you do it and it eats away at you like passively type of thing? or Sometimes. I'm good to a fault at letting things go. And eventually it's got to come out. Usually. Not going to say that. Um, usually it's like I, I just sit on it. Eventually, I realize it, it doesn't really matter that that me pushing back on whatever that was ultimately doesn't really matter. And so I do that a lot. And the, the big things eventually have to get talked about. But that's something I'm definitely working on as a uh, kind of a, a peacemaker type. I like to blend into the situations, whatever situation I'm in to make sure everybody's comfortable, including myself. Or everybody mm-hmm. else first. So in a conflict with my wife, it'll be, I, I don't argue as directly as I should. And so I do stru- struggle with passive aggression sometimes. Do you guys know about that? Yeah. It's been on our podcast. Yeah, that do makes you, sense. Do you that think that, the, um, that, that that's a result of your passive aggressiveness? So you start off passive aggressive and then that leads to being, you know, able to let things go and whatnot. Oh, that's when the fight, that's when things actually come to a head and there is a battle is when, when I will be passive aggressive. So something has bugged me so much that I don't want to directly fight about it, but I'll just make that one comment that it's obvious. Like I might as well just be direct because the comment isn't going under her radar. She's like, okay, Let's talk about this. And then, then we'll actually talk about it when I make some stupid asshole passive aggressive comment. And I think we're similar in that we don't like, we're definitely, we're different, but we're also similar in that we don't like com- direct confrontation. So there can be passive aggression on both sides. That's right, Lisa. I said you're passive aggressive sometimes. Is that direct enough? Actually, no, because she's not even here. Yeah. She's going to listen to this, and I'm going to get it when she does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sound like you have some mommy issues. (laughs) Then I'm going to get the spanking. Oh, man. She better give it. 
So going back to the fix it thing, and um, I don't know much about marriage. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. Play it. Yeah, that sounded like a gunshot. Uh-huh. Um, KIA for Zach. I just think uh, I was well, not I just think I was m- thinking more of um, expectation. So uh, there isn't any marriage or any relationship that without you know some sort of of conflict. So to s- to say fix, you know, if your marriage is fixed, um, there's an equivocal. You know, like Jeff said, you're kind of kind of the same word as perfect, no conflict, no issues. But I think it's more of the expectation of not having conflict that people get that probably causes any conflict to be more than what it is, because it's like doomsday. Right. We had a fight. Oh, man, does he does he or she not love me anymore? Is this the end? Um, how, how do I walk in the house next, uh, t- tomorrow after we had this fight, it becomes more complex. Stay later at work. Yeah. Maybe hit, hit that bar on the way home, grab a beer. You, you can argue to yourself. I just, you know, I just need to decompress a little bit before I come home. It's better that I don't see her right now. Yeah. Wait a second. This is how you guys normally live. You're speaking of yourself. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's that uh I yeah, it's probably more of that that expectation. So the marriage the marriage retreat I'm sure was not geared along those lines along what of, lines of not having conflict but more of or maybe maybe you guys didn't even address that, but let's just say marriage conferences or walking retreats in general is should probably be geared more around uh hey when you when you do argue you know what um, what words are you saying what are you thinking that's is, good is the way you look at her different when you start arguing cuz then that shoot man man when your eyes got wide right there when you said the way you look at her is there a type in mind for you <laughs> Who do you oh, see yeah, when you say that? Oh yeah. Well, I went line dancing yesterday. Um. So there's there's, nice. there's some cuties there. Well, along the lines of what you were talking about, there's <laughs> the quote of how you perceive your marriage is directly related to how you serve your spouse. So if like if you're consuming, or you can you perceive your marriage as like I get, or the flip side. I give as Jesus gave his life. And so um, that's a, that's a hard thing to yeah. get your mind around. Cause it's like, well, how do I, how do I do yeah, that? And, and, and I think, I think that's, that's good. It's really good. Actually. It's probably Tim Keller. I um, love it. Um, I could see how that could be kind of shifted um, where a guy's like, I'm giving all the time. I'm working, you know. I I do all this stuff, and I'm bringing home the bacon. Uh, yeah, and I'm giving. But saying those words, like, where's the sacrifice? I I, I just said it. I'm sacrificing. I'm giving all that I got for who? Well, for for my family. Wait, 
And you're going to complain about it? Well, and, but uh, yeah, and, and, and this is what I get in return. Yeah. So a lack it of, can be difficult. So a lack of wisdom comes in there where you think you are doing something that serves your spouse and loves your spouse when in fact what you're doing is ostracizing your spouse um, by not serving your spouse in a way that they want to be, that they feel loved. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I, I just, I don't get that. I don't get how she couldn't feel loved by me providing and being home on time and taking the kids out for sports on the weekends. and You're doing that too? And doing that. Yeah, doing What doing else that. are you doing? Yeah. You're like a taxi. You're working? Yeah. You're taking the kids to soccer? What else? Yeah. The, I'm starting to come to your side, Scott, the, in this high, hypothetical relationship. The, the things... The, Keep going. The things that are... I think would be considered as normal, normal behavior, not neglecting standard duties. Um, so if you're saying that there's a lack of wisdom and not being able to perceive going above and beyond what's probably normal or standard, um, that, yeah, it becomes very difficult. How is someone supposed to perceive that? So, Women, speak up. You got to, if you're not happy, <laughs> if you're not happy. Once again, Scott Holbert is not married yet. Not Satan. Married. Oh, nope, sorry. Dang it. Oh, shit. I said, that was you try to do that with your toes. Hey, it's been pretty good so far. No, but, but I mean, it goes, probably goes back to the love languages. If you're not communicating your love language, how is anyone supposed to know? Right. So yeah. That's what I also that's where I'm at. So from what I've learned about marriage, I hopefully I will have or I will communicate with my future spouse. With your words. With my words. Yes. So I'm your spouse. <laughs> Scott, we're married. Yay. What do you want? Obviously you know that <laughs> physical <laughs> no, keep this going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, and he's like you're gonna say What's something your wife's and name? I can um, let's call her something exotic. Celelcia. Yeah, Elsia. Celelcia. Celelcia. Yeah. Sounds like a narc from like alien a drug. Plant. Yeah. It's like some sort Side of... Side effects of Celelcia include... <laughs> yeah. So, so Celelcia, you and Scott are married. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, that's your, your... I'm sorry. Yeah, so I obviously, We're... you know that I expect... Uh, how would I know moderate that? level of physical? How would I know that touch? How would I know that? Because you you have a college degree, you're smart, and you know in general what guys like. Wait, I'm a woman. Yeah, how would I know what yeah, guys well, like? No, I'm well, the opposite. Everyone side knows. Of the, everyone knows. Celestia, Miss Miss Mrs. Holbert, what's your that degree? Sounds what's weird. Your, what's your degree get in? What get in? <laughs> What what agricultural <laughs> farming? Exclamation! <laughs> What's your degree in, Celestia? Agricultural farming. Okay. Is there <clears throat> so? Is that a dual degree or are those? Never mind. Um, I have a doctorate sounds, in farming. So, sounds redundant, but um, uh, yeah. I just I think that's a normal thing to know that guys are more. Guys want to have sex. Sure. Everyone knows that. 
So oh. that's number one. Well, I grew up not the not I grew priority up on the farm in Kansas. We didn't live by anybody, and my mom homeschooled me, and I, my dad would read the Bible to us on Sunday mornings, and I just lived on a farm with my two brothers and sister, and and now I'm married to you, and this is great. And what do you want? You you didn't observe the animals. Okay. Uh, how does are that you, make you feel? Are you deflecting? Celestia? <laughs> I think my husband's deflecting. Are you resisting alternate sexual positions? Okay. I don't want to go down that path. They call it the rooster. Okay. <laughs> I really don't want to go down that path. Now I'm scared. See, communication is key. I think we just solved a lot of problems for a lot of marriages. I feel tension. It's. I don't think my husband... You're not listening to me. I think what's clear is that... Why don't you love me, Scott? Have you heard of the chameleon? You're changing the subject. (laughs) All right, the farmer just shot Scott. Anywho, so, man... I don't know how to go out of that. I mean, I don't know. The listener's not going to be able to tell where real life ends and where the fake stuff begins. That was so real. Well, it would be good for Colorado kid. Expectations is a key. And if, Scott, when you were talking for reals about what you're thinking, it reminded me of, like, if you're keeping track of what you've done, you're already in deep shit. Then you'll know when you're ahead. Yeah, something like that. That never goes well. Um, and I that's my policy because Do you remember I'm last always time? behind. Do you remember last time, Zach? Do you remember? Man, you sound like an ex-girlfriend. Not that one, if you happen to be listening. Different ex-girlfriend. Not the right. So, yes, expectations are big. Keeping them appropriate and low. Almost like it sounds silly and passively. It sounds silly, but low expectations. <laughs> Meanwhile, you trying to low expectations for truth. Okay, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's probably it just doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good ever. <laughs> but we both have that. Thank God. But also keeping track of things. I've been in relationships where it, there's been keeping track of, and it just it never goes well. For the person that's winning, quote unquote, buddy ears. That was Bunny, not Buddy. Actually, it could be Buddy. But or the people, person that's losing is just gonna feel like they're never gonna be able to exceed or or meet that person's expectations, which can cause its own shame spiral and death spiral. At what point was Jesus saying to everyone, "When when do I get when do I get mine?" When, when, when do I get mine? I mean, I'm going to give you my life. When do I get my, you know, reward? That's in Second well, John Alonians. He he. Oh, actually, he does. <clears throat> he does say that. <laughs> Jeff, I can't believe you haven't read Revelation. <laughs> Come on. But, but Scott, uh, you understand. But yeah, well, he I'm was going. on Earth. Yeah, sure. I do. Sorry. I mean. I, yeah, and even in Revelations, him getting his uh, may not be all that it appears. 
Right. So he's not going to put all of his enemies under his footstool. But no, yeah, but how that happens. We, how that's that not happens. We're not. What? How that happens. That's not the context of OJ. The idea of servitude. <laughs> yeah. Just being a, a servant leader, as Jesus was. Right. That is where expectations gets put to the side, even though we have expectations. I mean, we're human, for goodness sake. So um, when we go out into relationships, we have these expectations, but really when we get into marriage, you find yourself expecting, but the moment you start serving, you actually, I find when I reflect back, I'm like, the expectations I had actually came to be, and then some, and I served instead of expecting. So I, I, pers- I looked at my marriage in a servant leader instead of consuming and expecting. And so, but that is way, way more difficult. Yeah. That's um, the, you know, if you seek, just seek to be first, right, then you'll be last. And those who are considered the greatest on earth will be considered the lowest in the kingdom and vice versa. Those who seek to serve. Yeah. That's truth. Wow. I, I have to agree with Scott. That's truth. Right there. I like it. So well, if, was there like a default where you wouldn't agree yeah, with me? Well, that's, um, I want to not. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want not to agree with you. Good. It's mutual. <laughs> so if you're a new listener, um, this Scott is not I, typical. No, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> See, and, he just disagreed with me. And briefly, Scott <laughs> Scott thinks Jesus is coming back in a violent fashion. I tend to disagree with that. But I have a question for you, Scott. Wow, that's... Okay, okay. No, but you, you think that's that's what Jesus is doing. He's... Is it generally? The, yeah, but you say in, Jesus is coming back in a violent... Okay, I'm sorry, I'm at sorry. At the end of Revelation, I'm trying to set yes, up a question to yes, see if I can... Yeah, okay, yes. Okay, say generally, yes, okay. At the end of Revelation... Yes. Okay. And I would go the other way. Um, at the very least, would you say, assuming, let's just assume your future Jesus is true, you are not to live like that now. Um, that, I, that I would be violent because Jesus, I would be violent here yeah, on earth because Jesus is violent. That's not how you are to act now as um, an ambassador. Not, not in all contexts. No. I was hoping you'd just say no, so I could agree with you on that <laughs> hypothetical. Well, I know, I, I know, but if but if um if someone broke into your house right now and started stabbing people, I think I would be a little violent. Sure. That's interesting. So so if you want, you, no, I'm talking about general default default position right. in your okay. life, right? It's so that's like why I wanted a clarification. The you wouldn't point, be like lame is point zero 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 nine nine chance that something like that will happen in this home. Well, in this home now, it, sure, in America, in Southern Orange right. County. No, but for sure, you, your America. default position towards humanity is not to be that. Right. I don't want to kill people. Right. To put them under your foot for Jesus. Oh, I'd have to think about that. Oh. <laughs> nice. No, no. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I agree on that hypothetical. Yeah. We disagreed twice. Thanks, Scott. Good, good, good. All right, should we do some feedback? You got something else? Nope. So give me a sum up, a boom. 
Give me the quote of the marriage retreat for our listeners to take it back to their spouse. <coughs> Men, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Hear, hear. Scott wants to clarify. I want to clarify because I'm the clarifier. <coughs> <laughs> Jeff, can you see the screen? I can see the screen. Do you need bifocals? <laughs> I'm going to read this first one from Heather Chapman via Facebook. 15 years. This is regarding our interview with conversation with Gregory Boyd. 15 years ago, I read The Good, The God Who Risks by John Sanders about open theology, and it reignited my dead prayer life. An open future is biblical. It's what the biblical authors believed, and it's the only way to make sense of so many sticky theological arguments. So simple! Double exclamation... Oh, I had a soundbite for that. Too late. I'm not going to do it. And then also, Brandon Andrus, um, via Facebook, great conversation, put on your seatbelts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you, Heather Chapman, whoever you are. Zach, what do you think about that? What do you think about her very bold, um, very um, unwaveringly stated theology there? I, it's very challenging. Greg Boyd, have you listened to it yet? No. Yeah. You should go back because you missed part of it. Um, but it's, it's challenging to me because I tend to live my life as if the future is open. Open or opened? It's both. Opening? It's opening. The future is receiving us right now. Mm-hmm. You guys think about that before? Yeah. I, guess, oh, I guess, yeah. Metaphysically, sure. Yeah, wow. that's... Wow. I yeah. wish I had some pot right now. Man. The future Man, is opening to receive you, Zach. <laughs> Wait, can you do that? One more time. The future, Zach, is opening. Will you enter? enter Shut the up, future. Scott. <laughs> All right. This goes back to our episode with Diane Cranley, oh, yeah. which was about her sexual abuse and recovery and her, her daughter, her family. Man, it, it was a powerful episode. Yeah. One of my favorites. Can you read that, Jeff, from the top? <laughs> I can't. I am, okay. I'm loving your podcast, laid back yet wholesome. Plus, you don't rush through stuff. Love it. And your accents are gorgeous. That's from Shan. At Shannon, Shannon underscore P. So. And I think she, oh yeah, Sydney, Australia. Hi, Sydney. Oh, so we do have accents. I was thinking, what are, yeah. what are mm. our accents? <laughs> that was terrible. Sorry, Shan. <laughs> what was that accent, Scott? Sorry, Shane. <laughs> and she followed up. Thanks, ser- ser- seriously impressed was sexually assaulted and episode 62 meant a lot for me. I felt the need for a few years that I need to speak. Now I lost the second tweet. She goes on in the mm-hmm. second tweet about speaking out on her story and kind of testimony of her abuse and how she's thinking about 
she feels the need to, to do something mm-hmm. with that, which would be amazing. So keep us posted. There's something great about bringing stuff like mm-hmm. that into and, the light. And Chen, we, I know. Yeah. Go for it. Um, the accent comment was blew me away because I, I don't think about that. I think I didn't think our accents were that great. No, but, they're uh, not. They're really not. But now that I know that we have accents to her. What do we got there? And this is from Midge. at Midge's daughter. As a sexual assault survivor, this episode really resonated. Grateful to at talk to Diane for her courage. Hashtag silent. No more. Amen. And again, that's that's at talk to Diane is Diane's Twitter. It's at T-A-A-L-K Diane. Is Diane with two N's or one? One, one, one N. One. Okay. Yeah. And then we got Namway Design at Namway Design, Nathan Miller Miller West at Bros Bibles Beer, Zach taking a cue from at Brandon Andres from episode 64, where Scott and I think we're arguing about violence and nonviolence. I think that was the Wonder Woman episode. Hashtag paper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hashtag everyone is passive aggressive. (laughs) Because seriously, during the episode, like... You Scott called me out for being passive aggressive. Jeff did. <laughs> I think Jeff called Scott passive aggressive. It was going around. The only one that escaped, I think, was you, Jeff. Well, because I'm not passive aggressive. Yeah. So you're it's just quite passive. <laughs> <laughs> that was not funny. What was it? Don? Don Del Moral? At Bros Bob's here. Insights from Number 64, Scott wants to debate and Zach wants to have a conversation. You all made my brain tired. Don, I disagree with that statement. How dare you say that I'm the one that wants to have a debate? That is, come on, man. Getting so tired. Tell me about that, Scott. Don, really? Really? I like this guy's name. I like the name. Joey Pacini, okay. Jimmy Pacini. <laughs> Is it Pacini Made some pasta, manicare, al dente. <laughs> At JJ P-A-C-I-N-I-P-T-A. Jimmy Pacini. Pacini? Pacini. Pacini? Pats and Pata. Pacini. Pacini. <clears throat> nice bikini. <laughs> All right, read it. <laughs> Kind of disappointed. I just left Southern California and didn't hit up at Bros Bottles Beer to get a beer. Hashtag, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, what were you thinking? Hit us up. You just listened to episode 63 where you guys were talking about meeting up with Chad. Yeah, I thought, why didn't I think of that? Dang it. Well, where'd you go, Jimmy? He's from San Francisco, I think. Man. At Jenison Inc. At Bros Bubbles Beer. All those film references in episode 64. That's the gospel according to Wonder Woman. And a full-on movie review. Orgasmic stuff. Excuse me while I go smoke a cigarette. Interesting. Jettison Inc. Thank you, Jettison. Have you read his blog yet? Mr. Inc. Uh... Probably a few months ago. Yeah. I read a couple. Um, I have not. He's got a pop culture reference per minute ratio that's probably higher than this is history of mankind. (laughs) Yeah. Patrick. Patrick. At Patrick underscore four F-O-R-E. At Bros Bibles Beer. Who is this conservative guy? Sorry. But the dude needs a basic understanding of contextual hermeneutics. God is 
not angry. Shut up, Scott. <laughs> so, not angry. Okay, so we all agree that he's talking about me here, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff's- That's a rhetorical joke. <laughs> <laughs> so God is not angry. So we're just, we're just going to blanket say the context of all of Scripture is, is where we change all of the statements where it's referred to God being angry and God doing something. So this that is Scott being passive-aggressive telling us we are stupid. Yeah. Um, well, I'm talking about the guy that No, did the, you're did talking to us as well. Hi, Patrick. Yeah. So we could, we just, it's a blanket. The context of Scripture is, is all that stuff. Is not God really well, again, being angry? It, okay. Again, it goes back to okay. it goes back to our conversation that the listeners will either know or they will know when they listen to it. Um, where Scott and I talk, talk, argue, conversate about nonviolence or yeah. violence. Yeah, the holiness of God. We just we just disregard. God does nope. not care about sin. He doesn't care about his holiness and. And uh, and and not obeying his law. I God believe you has are, God has me interpret the Bible as He wants me to interpret the Bible. Are you a Calvinist? That Believe, sounds hyper Calvinist. Oh my actually. gosh! There. Okay. So Scott, that sounds like you're building a straw man to start punching in the liver. Jeff, you're saying that you're saying that God, whatever you, however you interpret the Bible, is how God wants you to. This interpret isn't the debate Bible. time. This is time for us to say. One sentence without getting debated at all. The sword, period. Let me, okay, I'll rephrase and then I'll end. Jeff, you really need to rethink that statement that you just made. Okay, moving on. Scott, you need to accept that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and was resurrected. All right, drinking at Bible study at Joe Dabbs pod. But hold on. What about, oh, Scott just said what I wanted to say. Me listening to this episode. So this, <laughs> and that, episode, that was the episode with Inglorious Pastor. So Scott, you were doing your clarifying uh-huh. when it got a little, it got a little ramped up. We actually got a lot of, I saw a lot of pushback in the Pastor's Pub about, I could have like, I kind of jumped in and was the referee because we were on coming up on two hours and uh, uh-huh. it was late for them. But uh it man, I got I almost got rebuked a little. I got rebuked a little bit really? for for kind of pulling the plug on it and for like I guess like stifling that debate. And later on, Michael Basinger, hi Michael, <laughs> told he told me that they were prepared to like go on for a long time. So oh really? My mistake. Well, well I'm yeah, sure we'll have you it said again. something and yeah, where you jumped in. And I was I was kind of upset, but at the same time, I I had just driven an hour and a half in traffic and I was at BJ's. I was in BJ's. I know. Trying to do the podcast, having a beer, and it was so loud in there. Yeah. Oh man, it was good though. I, yeah, I and you it. did say I'm I'm yelling in BJ's right now. <laughs> Is this live, Jeff? Jeff wants to go watch a football game. I do too, but. We're almost done. I was saying this is more right. important. Can that? We're almost done, Jeffrey. So this is again Nathan Miller West. What's his uh, hashtag there? Or his uh, name? At Namway Design. He's at a graphic Namway. designer. Okay. So at Pastors Podcast, at Bros Bibles Beer. Oh, it really starts to get good around the 80 minute mark. The hashtag glorious tension. <laughs> 
number 66. So FYI. That Thank was, you, Nate. That was ooh, not oh, oh, would have a H. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Ooh, gets good at the 80-minute mark. <laughs> Rob Boyland, at R Boyland. That That's sounds vaguely <laughs> creepy. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Rob, you're probably a great guy. You're... I'm just going to say, you're a great guy, Rob. But we are not mature enough for that. Hey, guys, would love to hang over a beer sometime soon. Seriously, sounds like we may share similar paths. Message me. I haven't messaged. Not after that. Yeah. Wait, you don't want to or he won't want to? I don't think he'll want to. Hey, we're down. Rob, if you're ever in California or if I happen to get out to, um, where are you? Pendleton, Indiana. I'll hit you up. That's beautiful. See Brother. You there. Victory. We should. We should do a world tour. Or not a world tour. <laughs> He's got great. We should do a tour. Rolling Green Hills. All right. A couple victory. more. Jimmy Patini's back. Mm. Episode 66. Abro's Babbles Beer. The commonality should be we are brothers in Christ. Can't we start there? At Pastor's Podcast. Hashtag, I hate to agree with Scott. So Scott's getting a little bit of love. Wait, I got to know what they're agreeing with. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy, send something that... Call me. Just give me an email me. Scott at Bros Bibles Beer. And boom. <clears throat> and finally, Chelsea Hansen at Hansen007 at Bros Bibles Beer. Guys, I have a sick babe. It's 2.30 a.m. Popcorn and your podcast has kept me sane since at Zach Hansen eighty nine went to bed. That's Zach's wife. Yeah, fantastic. Nice. The women are listening. Hi, Zach and Chelsea. And Zach responded. Zach Hansen, one hey. Zach for another. Hey, at Zach Crater. Hey Zach, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> take your Zachs where you can get them. Hey Zach, thanks for <laughs> thumping me in baseball. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? What? No. Speaking of baseball, Fantasy baseball are we Zach done? Took me are down. we done with um? What was this called? This ha- podcast? Feed, yeah. Hashtags. <laughs> the feedback. Feedback. Yes. Thus concludes feedback. So speaking feedback. of baseball, feedback. Wait, are we done? I did go to the World Series. I went to the World Series game seven. <clears throat> yeah, oh, we saw that. And man, wait, how much did you pay for those tickets? A grand for that ticket. I'm no. single, guys. No. Yeah. Yes, I like it though. That's where his house profit went. That's where my house profit went. That's fantastic. But it was cool. I mean, that's a bucket list thing. Game seven. I'm, my work is like 10 minutes away. That's awesome. Not 10 minutes, sorry. 10 miles took me an hour to get there because LA. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, I was just. You sitting, went to game seven. I was just sitting at work. I'm like, man, it's, it's right. It's there. I can do it. Oh my gosh. And you that's did. Awesome. And I'm I, glad you did. Yeah. But it was cool. I'm, I mean, obviously, I wish they won. Yeah. But uh, you went yeah. to game seven where they fell asleep. Mm. It was sad. After yeah. all that offense. I'm glad he did. Yeah. Yeah. Game. yeah. It was it was good, though. It's cool. Awesome. Well, this is playing us out. Closing thoughts. Altuve home run. No, Jeff, I'm really glad that you uh, stepped up for stepped up to what? I don't know. But just Thank doing you, the Scott. marriage retreat. I Thank think that's you. cool. Um, it was a lot of effort. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Was it? Any thoughts, Gwen? Say you've been listening to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. No. 
Sounds like a female thing in the house. Yeah. I need to work on my authority. Yeah, you do, definitely.